Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for planting in us the seed by your word. By your Holy Spirit, help us to receive it with joy, live according to it, and grow in faith and hope and love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. Okay, Victoria. Can you tell everybody what's in this picture? Birds. There are birds. What are the birds doing? Eating. They're eating? What are they eating? Seeds. Seeds. So it looks like this person is planting seeds, right? And the birds are eating some of them. And then there's some where there's already lots of plants that look like they might be weeds. And then this looks like a really nice field, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's in the picture. Really, today I wanted to talk about what happens when you plant seeds. What happens? They grow into fruits. They can grow into fruits or into flowers or into trees. They start really small and become really big. They turn into something else. Like like cabbage? Like cabbage, that's right. Now, why do you think we talk about planting seeds at church? Because they're cool and they're pretty. That's a really good reason. There's another reason. Did you know that seeds are a gift from God? Yeah. And do you think that we might get other gifts from God? Yeah. Do you have any ideas of them? Yeah. Okay, what? We can make soup. We could make soup with that gift of seeds. Yeah. And pie. And pie, that's right. We make rhubarb and we make strawberry pie. And also chicken. And chicken, (laughs) that's right. So now there are some other gifts that we get from God. Like, do you think that your singing voice is a gift from God? Yeah. And do you think that other people hearing you sing might make them happy? Yeah. Yeah? So we talk about seeds because that's a gift that everybody has seen grow before. But we also have other gifts. Like some people are really good at reading and some people are really good at singing. And those are gifts from God and they can grow. Oh, I know. And they can grow into something that other people really enjoy, like soup, right? Yeah. All right, let's pray because your sister's getting a little cranky. Ready? Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for the seeds. Thank you for the seeds. What else? Thank you for the gifts that you give us. Thank you for the gifts gifts you give us. And thank you for letting Um, them grow. 
Thank you for winning them up. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Can you grab Matthew's gospel, both Jesus and his disciples sow the seed of God, God's word, by proclaiming the good news that the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, in a memorable parable, Jesus explains why this good news produces different results in those who hear. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat behind the sea, beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some of the seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some of a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. Oh, yes. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches, it, snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. And for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. Choke the word. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, and in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated. Will be seated. This is a wonderful parable that's in all three of uh, Matthew, Mark, and John, and and told told slightly differently. But there's always this telling telling of the parable and then explaining it to the disciples in private. Part of that is because different people are ready to learn different, different things. It's true of our faith. We learn, sometimes we learn as we grew up and forget to keep learning. Some of us get back into studying and continue to learn as we grow up. Sometimes we learn from those we encounter. 
And sometimes we have to deliberately open ourselves to be learners. So this being, going and hearing it explained is offered for us. But those who get it explained are also sent. Because he starts with the, um, uh, oh, uh, because at the end of this passage, sorry, not at the end of this, um, just section, but at the end of this passage, Matthew is emphasizing the, the kingdom of heaven is near now. Um, go, and, go and tell the news. I'm going to tell you that uh, over this last week, I took a couple of classes, and I love taking adult education or continuing education, except they're long days of pretty intense learning. And so they were exhausting. And it was two different classes, but it was wonderful that uh, Pastor Terry had arranged them. The first one started on Tuesday, Tuesday through Thursday morning, and it was coaching through grief. And that's to hopefully help me be, be better, better prepared and, and uh, available because everybody is grieving, everybody. And, and grieving, grieving sometimes lost people. I think grieving changes in the congregation, grieving economic changes, grieving job changes, grieving physical changes, grieving community changes, and it's a lot. It's a lot. So ideally, the pastors are getting better prepared to be able to be supportive. But at one point in the, in the presentation, the uh, presenter asked us a question, and I'm always a heavy participator in classes, and I said whatever my response was, and she said, oh, and I really like the way you ended that with the, um, tying it together with whatever point I made. And she was trying to emphasize the point that I closed with because it summed things up, but the weeds in me said, what was wrong with the first part? Was that bad? That was the weeds. That was the weeds. Choking out the life of that gift of her being affirming what had been offered and the, the value of offering it in a group. We all have various things in our life, aspects of our life, aspects of our behavior, aspects of our faith that, that are like the road and that are like the rocks and that are like the weeds. It's not all or, all or nothing. And one of the great gifts is that the parable talks about God sowing liberally throwing it everywhere, willy-nilly, and keep throwing it everywhere. Partly because we're called to do the same. We're called to be both open to being transformed and turned into good soil. Because by the way, do the seeds get any choice where they land? No. Soil get any choice? No. But the soil is, is worked by God and, and transformed by God to be good soil, which is a tremendous gift as it happens. 
and it gives us the responsibility of therefore being good soil for others. Because what can happen is the seed can be sown, the seed of the word can be sown quite broadly. And it can land in people's hearts when they have prejudices against Christianity or a prejudice against Christian community or where they've had hurtful experiences in churches and need to know that, that there are healthier, healthier places for them. And for them to know that even if they've never walked into a church in life, but they feel like, like something more, something more to be available for them too. As well as those who have a, you know, a cradle to grave church history. So we're invited to, to, to spread the seed broadly. And that is one of the challenges that we're facing is identifying how, how will we live that out here? Because it's also not healthy to do everything. There, there is only so much seed for that day that the sower is going to sow. We don't get to decide what grows in people. We get to decide where we sow it. We get to decide whether or not we're hearing God sowing it where we sow it. And we get to decide, uh, what does sowing it look like? Now, because the, the, church, the church across the U.S. is changing. The church, when I say the church, I'm talking about mainstream pop Protestantism. In particular, other churches are as well, but particularly, and it has been for 30 years. This is not news to anybody. It's, it's, it's been changing. And the, we haven't been sowing the seeds, apparently, in the places that people are ready to receive them. Or maybe... Maybe they're being sown and we're not seeing them grow. But we have to, to reflect on what is, what is our calling as a congregation to, to liberally, liberally proclaim the gospel, be exorbitant in the amount of word that we are willing to share, not worrying about how when or where somebody grows. But knowing that part of our calling is to be humble about the parts of us that aren't growing in ideal places. I'm going to give you a minute and, and just like a few seconds for each word, but I'm going to ask you to think. Think about yourself. Think about yourself. And I'm going to ask you to think about something in your life that you would count as the road, where it's not easy for anything to grow there. And then I'll do the same for the, the, the rocks and the, the weeds and the good soil. Just think about some, an aspect in your own life. Because we're all, all of them. So take a minute and think about what in your life, I will not ask you to say this out loud, what, what in your life counts as the road? where you might be resistant to God's word. Those places that the word sounds good when you read it or when you hear it, and then it, you leave it behind. What in your life counts as rocks? 
where God's word gets in you a little bit deeper. Enthusiastic, but maybe maybe you don't have the energy or the enthusiasm to stay engaged. What in your life counts as weeds? Those are the things that come and take priority over the faith that you're called to live. You, you receive the faith, you experience that encounter with God, but then these other things in your life just choke it out. What in your life is good soil? Where in your life is God planting the word and it's, and it's growing? This week, invite God to work you as soil. Invite God to transform you. Invite God to have you be growing in your calling so that in your life and as you come here, we too are growing and able to look, look beyond our road weeds rocks to what else what else is God calling us into we can't make it happen Paul talked about that too we, we cannot make it happen God can make it happen in us and God keeps throwing and keeps throwing and keeps throwing no matter how belligerent we are now, how many people here are currently getting a hundredfold return on their investments? No? 60? 30? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, this one, it's not the set Yep. Switch on the rock, switch building, yes. Thank you. So. Invest on the side of the mountain. Okay. So, I want to point out that the, this is one of the few places that the number is decreasing. 100-fold, 60-30, it's just not the usual order. Usually, numbers increase to show abundance. And I think part of that is, whoa, to, to bring it closer to us. And remember that, you know what? God's, God's grace doubling in us is tremendous. Imagine what God will do in us and through us. And God can use that twofold and threefold. But God has for us up to 30, 60, 100. And we're invited to keep, keep coming into it. And let us grow. Amen. Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us offer our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of creation. Guide your church, O God, to sow seeds of forgiveness and righteousness on good soil. Direct your people to proclaim your love in this congregation and throughout the world. Hear us, O God. Sustain your creation, O God, by sending favorable weather, causing trees and fields to grow, protecting waterways from pollution, and instilling in all people the need to be good stewards. Hear us, O God. Maintain peace among all people, O God, and raise up lawyers to work for justice in the courts, advocates to speak for the downtrodden, and politicians to work on behalf of the common good. Hear us, O God. Heal those who are sick, O God. Guide health care workers to care for those who suffer, scientists to conduct life-saving research, and counselors to care for victims of sexual abuse and exploitation. Hear us, O God. Answer the prayers of those gathered in worship, O God. Protect those who travel near and far, accompany visitors to this congregation, and nurture our faith. Hear us, O God. Guide our leaders, O God, presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Epiphany Lutheran Episcopal Church Valdez. Hear us, O God. For what else do the people of God pray? For those without enough Inspire us by the faithful departed, O God, examples of your embodied love, whose confidence in the resurrection guides us in living lives worthy of the gospel. Hear us, O God. Into your hands, O God, we commend all for whom we pray. In the name of the one who reconciled all creation to himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. 
Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. In field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us that the world may be fed with your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Remembering, therefore, his acts of healing, his body given up, and his victory over death, we await that day when all the people of the earth will come to the river to enjoy the tree of life. Send your Holy Spirit upon us in this meal. As grains scattered on the hillside become one bread, so let your church be gathered from the ends of the earth, that all may be fed with the bread of life, your Son. Through him all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God who calls across the cosmos and speaks in the smallest seed. Bless keep and sustain you now and to the end of the age. Amen.
peace, share the harvest. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.